0: Okay, I know we have to just keep on going because we need to get out on time today. Once again, they're waiting to use this room for other purposes, so we need to just keep moving. I really want to share with you just about headaches, and this is very personal to me because before I became a massage therapist, I found I was starting to get migraine headaches, and I was getting headaches every weekend it seemed like and often i would have the headache for around two to three days before i managed to feel better enough to go back to work and i started praying and just pleading with god to show me why i was having these headaches and at the time i was working with a lot of chemicals at my work before i became a massage therapist and i was thinking that maybe just changing my job would change the migraines but even after i became a massage therapist I was still having just really bad, terrible migraines. And so I spoke to a friend of mine who was just graduating medical school and I talked to him about headaches. And I'd been to a doctor before and he told me, look, we can do CAT scans and all these things, but it's not really going to tell us anything. So pay attention to what happens before you get the headache. And I had been keeping track of what I was eating, but I found that I would eat very different foods and get the headache or sometimes I wasn't eating anything. I couldn't figure it out and so I was just pleading with God to reveal to me why I was having these headaches. So later on when I moved to Loma Linda, I used to live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but I moved to Loma Linda and my friend who just graduated medical school told me, Tanya, there's two causes for headaches, um, stress and dehydration and I thought that's interesting. And then um, that was kind of like a light bulb for me because I realized I'd never thought about dehydration causing headaches before. And I started really paying attention to how much water I was drinking. And I was finding that when I would have my migraine, almost always, the day before, I would go a whole day. And I'd be so busy that I wouldn't drink, even doing massages. In between my massages, I'd just be thinking about my clients. And I wasn't taking care of myself, and I wasn't drinking water and I found a direct color- correlation in myself um, for my headaches um, and basically what I have discovered is that muscle tightness causes, causes headaches now stress I don't know if you've ever had a stressful phone call but I remember one day I had my hand on my husband's back and he got a really stressful phone call from a family member and I could feel the muscles under my hands just turning into steel as he got this phone call. And stress tightens up the muscles. And with dehydration, we already talked about the fact that when we get dehydrated, the body steals water wherever it can for vital functions. And so the muscles actually get dried out and they get really tight. And then we also have a little something called toxicity. And um, when we are um, expose ourselves to toxic substances, the body wants to get rid of that toxic substance and so it uses whatever water we have available to try to flush it out. And toxicity could be a lot of different things. You know, often we just think of maybe alcohol drying us out and um, those types of things, but even excessive salt. I have found that if I eat very salty things, I have to really drink a lot of water. We have to watch the amount of salt and also sugar. That's something that often we don't, always think about as being a toxic substance, <laughs> but um, a lot of sugar, the body really, it puts the body under a burden to try to get rid of this stuff. And so um, whenever we eat that way or we eat some of these things, we need even more water to flush that out of our system. And then um, something else that I've just learned about recently was, is just the fact that with headaches, they've done a lot of studies where they find that when people get getting take magnesium supplementation that their headaches can just disappear. I have one student in my class who told me she started taking magnesium supplements and she no longer has a problem with these debilitating headaches as she used to have and um, the Epsom salt bath that we recommend after a massage or just this is, a, is actually the most effective way our body can absorb the magnesium and so doing some of these things uh, everything works together. It's never just one thing all on its own. It's normally a bunch of factors working together, and um, these are just some things that sometimes people don't always think about that could be contributing to their headaches. For me personally, I've found just the toxicity and the dehydration. As long as I take care of those things, and I've you know I do the Epsom salt baths too, I, I now find that I, I just don't get headaches anymore. I just don't get them. I've prevented. I've stopped. Stop the cause. Instead of trying to relieve the headache once it comes, the best thing is always to keep it from coming in the first place so we don't have to deal with it. Um, so, there are some common muscles that tend to get really tight in headaches. And one of them we've already talked about, subscapularis. This is actually the number one headache muscle, subscapularis. Because it pulls on the upper traps and makes it tight. You know, when uh, we want to work all along the, the back of the head here, all that deep work, we're just loosening those upper traps a little bit more so we don't feel the pull. It does help with headaches, but we haven't taken care of the real cause, which is subscapularis pulling and then causing that to yank up here where the muscles attach. Um, so, I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but headache along the back of the head. It's really interesting because if you know where someone is is experiencing the headache, you can figure out which muscle you need to loosen up to get rid of it for the most part. It's really neat. And um, often you can just remove someone's headache just like that. So if they feel the headache along the back, back here, then the upper traps attach up here. So if the headache's all around here, That's where it's, you don't want to loosen the upper traps because they're actually stretched tight. They're pulling here, but they're being stretched. So we want to loosen subscapularis, the one that's pulling us this way. So if someone's having this headache and you'll see they're like this, it helps us to know we need to loosen underneath here. As that subscapularis pulls us this way, it stretches the upper trap and then it yanks on the that sensitive membrane around the skull and it causes a lot of pain so if we loosen that it just can get rid of it just like that Um, this next slide is just showing um, where the subscapular how the subscapularis attaches up behind the head and it's showing just some trigger points how the pain manifests itself with this particular problem. It's not always just on the back of the head, sometimes it'll kind of shoot towards the front and move around a little bit. Okay, so here's the subscapularis muscle again. I just thought I'd show you the picture of it. It's right subscapularis, it tells you where it is. Sub is underneath and scapula is that shoulder blade. So it's right underneath that shoulder blade And um, attaching out on the humerus here so you can see when it shortens, how it brings you in this way. And I thought I'd just show you a different way of working on it. I showed you guys how to kind of hook around it and push up against the inside of the bone. Uh, This is just doing the same thing. Pushing up under the, the bottom part of the shoulder blade with someone lying down. It's a different way of working the same thing. Okay, so what happens when you have pain on the sides of the head, and it's not always right here, often it can radiate all along the sides. There is a muscle called the temporalis, and if you look at this muscle, anywhere along here where it attaches, you can have the pain. So sometimes people feel it all along, sometimes I might just feel it up here and then what we want to do is go in and relax the muscle that's pulling on those attachments so if they feel it more up here I'll relax the muscle here on the side if they feel it pulling right in front I'll work more towards the front of the muscle but the way you do that just take your fingers and I'm just gonna press into the side often we think it's just bone here but you actually have a muscle there and just gently press with your fingers and often you'll feel a little bit of tenderness in there. Push just a little bit deeper. You have to push enough to where you can kind of feel it a little bit. Anyone feeling a little bit of tenderness there? You don't want to have it too tender. Oh, you just want to hold it, take some deep breaths, and it should soften underneath your fingertips and ease up. So once again, just relaxing. This is actually my mentor. I went to see her one day and I had a headache and I told her I had a headache. And um, so I thought, well, our session just going to be over. I have a headache. It's just not going to go really well. And she asked me, oh, where's your headache? And I told her it's right here. And she just came in, released this muscle from me and my headache was gone. We were able to continue on and keep studying together. Okay, so there's one other little pattern. And sometimes people will feel pain all around their forehead, kind of like a vice or like a, a band around the head, but it's deep inside. It's hard for people to explain to you where it is, but if they feel it deep inside, um, there are some muscles called the pterygoids that actually attach deep inside the skull. And when they get tight, if one side's a little tighter, it'll actually take the chin and move it a little to the side. So if you see someone's not quite straight, their chin's a little bit going towards the ear, that's your sign that that side of the, t- the pterygoids are tight. And normally, you're taught that you have to get gloves and go into the mouth to release some of these muscles. But my mentor showed me a little trick. If you come in right about here and you kind of feel around, you feel a little notch. You feel the, the bone kind of makes a little hollow. Or your finger just wants to go into it. A little bit higher, right in here. Do you feel, anyone feel a little tenderness? If you feel the tenderness, just push your chin that towards your ear, and you'll feel it's, it softens up because you've loosened up the muscle a little bit. Anyway, I know it looks crazy, but um, if you release this, you can get the chin realigned, and that headache can go away. Often, tight pterygoids can have a lot to do with Headache pain as well. Anyone need help with this one? You just feel right in here there's a little notch that your finger can go into, and you can feel that tenderness right away if you're tight there. Okay, so there are also other muscles. In general, all the neck muscles will tend to get really tight with a headache. And I have found, for me personally, if I'm really dehydrated and I've got a migraine, everything is so tight that I'll feel the pain in one area. and As soon as I loosen those muscles, I'll feel it somewhere else, because all the muscles are so tight. So there are times when you can just take the headache away real quick. Other times, if everything's gotten so tight, it's going to take a little bit of time for, to get these areas rehydrated um, for the headache to go away. So just don't be discouraged. If you're not always able to get rid of the headache immediately, I have noticed it happens with me that way sometimes. If I've gotten really dehydrated, everything's just so tight, it takes a little bit of time for your body to recover from that. So if you just remember from the first day, the scalenes here on the side of the neck, just working the side of the neck, oh, that can really help with headaches. Headaches. And also that SCM muscle, remember it goes back to this little knob back here called the mastoid process, that often if you have pain kind of towards the back of the head, could be that SCM that's causing that, that pain. Sternocleidomastoid. It attaches to the sternum and the clavicle and to the mastoid process. Okay, so another really good natural remedy is just ice. And um, if you think about the fact that those muscles are pulling on the attachments and it's inflaming that little thin membrane, if you put cool on that inflamed area, it brings the pain way down. Does that make sense? A little bit more sense? It's just so nice when the body's logical and we can understand why it's doing what it's doing. Um, so yeah, cool is really good to put for headaches and then loosen up the muscles that are pulling on it. Okay, and that's pretty much it for headaches. I just really wanted to share that with you. We don't always think enough about muscle tightness with headaches. And I have to tell you, on my smartphone, I downloaded an app that helps me keep track of my water intake. I've calculated how much I need for my activity level, my weight, And then on my little smartphone, I can just, every time I drink water, I I put it on there and I can make sure I drink the proper amount of water every day. And if I do that, I just don't get the headaches. So um, always think intelligently about, if you understand what's happening in the body, then you can think intelligently about what you should do to prevent something like that from happening. And, of course, staying away from the things that aggravate headaches. Um, Be really careful with um, even, I used to love jelly beans because they have so much flavor and they don't have a lot of fat. You know, I used to think, oh, this is such a great dessert. And I used to love all the different flavors. But, you know, those flavors are made chemically. They're reproduced. And so you get a lot of chemicals and a lot of sugar in those little jelly beans. And my husband calls them headache pills now. Because I used to really love to eat them. he said, are you sure you want to take some headache pills? Because, you know, you're going to suffer for this later. So sometimes we have to just, you know, get rid of some of these things that are aggravating pain and disease in our bodies. What is the name of your Yeah. Um, the one I have, it's just called Water Intake. It's, they have a lot of fancy ones with great special effects, but this one is very simple and it doesn't take any battery life. And... I love it. Yeah? I've seen, you know, quite a few separate
1: baths in the sink get and get by with these new fancy flavored drinks instead of drinking water. That's mm-hmm. a good point.
0: So Those are full of chemicals and often the artificial sweetener, which makes you need to drink more water. That's right. The, the artificial sweeteners, the flavors in the water. I'm just repeating because on the video also, also, I can't hear you. <laughs> Yes, we have to remember that caffeine is a diuretic, and so it's actually pulling water out of our system even more. So a lot of people think, oh, I'm drinking tea, or I'm drinking coffee. That's got water in it. But yeah, it's actually dehydrating us instead of hydrating us. And personally, I I didn't even think about this before, but a lot of people don't like the taste of water. Actually, I didn't used to really like the taste of water, and I used to drink a soda, at least a soda a day and my husband when we started dating was the one to start giving me a hard time about that but for people who don't like the flavor of water you can take fresh fruit and put it in your water and actually my favorite thing to add are um, frozen raspberries because you can just keep it in your freezer and if you throw a handful of raspberries in the water and just let it sit for a while I like to drink my water room temperature but if the raspberries sit in the water they will turn the water bright pink and um, it gives it an incredible flavor. People will want to know what did you put in there. They will swear you put sugar and, or some kind of flavor in there. And just the fruit in there will make it taste so delicious. and now you're getting all the good stuff that God put in the fruit, you know, along with your water. Yes, cucumber is lovely. If you go online and you look for water recipes, you will find you can. You can add strawberries, lemon slices, orange slices—all just so many different combinations—to make your water just absolutely delicious. And once you get used to drinking water, you get to like the fact that there's no flavor. You like the taste of water itself, but that's an educate—it takes a little bit of practice to get there. Now, one, one, one thing that I do find is God's remedies normally don't cost a lot of money and they're freely available to everybody. So when somebody has this expensive, expensive thing that you have to buy or you're not going to be healthy, a red flag goes up because God's method are, methods are normally simple and they never cost a lot of money. That's so true. Yeah, God's salvation is free, but it costs us everything. That's beautiful. And when it comes to water, we do need to be aware that there is an enemy that would love to see us sick. He loves to see us sick and in pain. And so if you even look, as you study about the processed food industry, you know, there are a lot of great um, documentaries out there. It's it's really evil to see what's going on in our food supply and our water supply. You know, it's good to study into these things for ourselves and research into it. but Okay, I think Carola's got something to share with us. Is she in here? If she's not, then let's go ahead and just do a little review of the chair massage again if you guys would like to because um, it's good to practice. This media was produced by Audioverse for the NAD Health Summit. If you would like to learn more about the NAD Health Summit, please visit